We found someone that is worthy, someone that can open this book, and it's the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the author of Why Life Hurts and co-author of Evangelism Made Simple. Hi, this is Jim Scudder. Welcome to In Grace. Glad that you're joining us this week here on this Monday, the last week of February. And let me also say that uh, we were able to meet a number of our In Grace friends in Arizona. We recently had a Gather In Grace event, which is a, uh, a time when we can bring In Grace to you. And we're bringing them to different cities around the United States. And all of you in the Phoenix area, those of you that came all the way from Tucson and other places, from California actually, all gathered together in grace there. And that was a wonderful opportunity to get to know you. Uh, was able to meet Frankie, a wonderful woman who is Navajo, and she actually uses John 3.16 in Navajo to witness to people. Uh, so many of you are so excited about the Lord out there, and I just really loved getting to know you. So just wanted to say thank you for coming out to that, and we'll be announcing some other Gathering Grace events down the road, maybe in your city. But uh, today we're going to continue Continue in our series called Armageddon's Dawn. It's a verse-by-verse look at the book of Revelation. And of course, we're not just in Revelation. We're using that as a springboard to go through the rest of Scripture to talk about the end times, which I believe we're very near. Uh, today, we're going to talk about where Isaiah says the there's going to be a day when the wolf uh, and the lamb dwell together, the leopard and the kid, um, the calf and the young lion uh, will be, you know, together, a, a little child leading these, some of them ferocious animals. We can't even imagine that day. Uh, we were out in Arizona and I had to worry about my granddaughter, Willow, who's eight, as we were doing a little hike. We had about an hour before we had to get on the airplane to come home. And uh, watching it for rattlesnakes and scorpions. And, you know, we, we live in a dangerous world, but we're going to be living in a world one day when these animals that can't live together, you can't put them together in the zoo, uh, will live together in peace and harmony. And we're going to talk about today the lamb, the lion, and the Lord. And in Revelation 5, the question is, who is worthy to open this book, the scroll, the, the scroll of the end times? And there is one that is found. So we're going to talk about that today and more. We're excited about that. By the way, if you'd like to get a free prophecy chart that will really help you as we study Armageddon's Dawn, you can call us and we'll send you a free copy of our Armageddon's Dawn prophecy chart. The number is 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, or go to our website, ingraceradio.com. This world is in for the worst time that it has ever known. We've just had, again, more earthquakes. And we in Illinois are on a fault line. I remember a few years ago waking up, and I thought that I felt the house shake. Now, this happens frequently to me because I have dreams and nightmares and it's always about the house caving in. But I think this one time it actually might have been. Because the next day I heard on the news that there was an earthquake. And there were just earthquakes in California. And it just really rattles you. Especially now with all these cell phone videos. And, you know, people are just 
really rattled. But that's nothing compared to what is coming upon this planet. It is going to be horrendous. And how do we know that? Because the Bible speaks very clearly of it. You say, well, how do we know the Bible's predictions are going to come true? That's a valid question. Here's a really easy way to understand it. There's about two-thirds of the Bible prophecies that have already come to pass. Of those many, many prophecies, they all came true exactly as predicted. Therefore, it gives me great confidence that the third of the prophecies yet to be fulfilled will be fulfilled. Are you with me? That just seems to make sense to me. Uh, Plus, Jesus, the one who came and lived a perfect life and died and rose again, said that this book is true. So we look to the book, and we're in the last book of the Bible. Do you remember the layout of this book? The first three chapters were dealing with the first chapter of Jesus, the second two of the church, and then all of a sudden the church is gone. And then we open up to this incredible throne room scene. We're turning the chapter today to chapter five, but we're still in that same scene of the throne room. So chapters four and five take together as one. It's a continuation of chapter four. Have you ever heard someone say that there will be a day when the lion and the lamb will lay down together? This picture seems very unlikely, but the Bible predicts a day in which the lion and the lamb will lay down together in peace. Unlikely. Crazy. This is a crazy thought that this could someday actually happen. You know, some author of a magazine article wrote that throughout the history of the world, of all of our written history, there's been over 8,000 peace treaties signed and broken. That author calculated that 8% of the time in the history of the world, we've actually had world peace. 8%. That leaves 92% of the time in the history of the world that we have not had world peace. We're not doing very well with this idea of peace. But the Bible predicts there is a day which we will see something like this. Now, do you know that the Bible actually does not say the lion and the lamb will lay down together? Well, where do we get this idea? Well, let's look at Isaiah chapter 11, and this is a prediction of a time coming in the future when the world will be at peace. In verse 6, it talks about the wolf will dwell with the lamb. So that's the actual quote, but it doesn't look quite as ominous, a wolf laying with a lamb, although just as dangerous for the lamb. And the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the baby lamb, the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. So that's where we get the concept, but I think it's a biblical concept of a lion and a lamb laying down together. And you know Uh, The first few nights, the lamb isn't going to be getting a lot of sleep. But this is what the Bible predicts is coming. And so what we're going to do today is look at how is it possible in this world of violence, in the world where we have all these shootings, right, in Chicago, and it's violent, it's horrible. 
but we get more incensed and upset that somebody sprayed graffiti on a sculpture. I don't like graffiti. I think it's, it's horrible. I don't like it anywhere. But we got really mad in Chicago when some people tagged the bean. The bean. And it's kind of an interesting sculpture. It's stainless steel. They call it Cloudgate. But, um, man, I mean, everybody was upset. Our mayor was upset and just incensed that people would do this. Why aren't we incensed like that with things that really are horrible? Well, I tell you, it bothers me when we have this double standard. When will there be a day when we'll actually have true peace? When we won't have weapons pointed at each other, weapons of our words or actual weapons. There is a day, the Bible predicts it, and we're going to see it eventually in this world when true world peace will come. It won't come until a series of judgments come upon this earth to end the rebellion against God, to end sin, and those judgments won't happen until one is found who is worthy to open the title deed of the world. And that's what we're getting into in Revelation chapter 5. Let's go to the prophecy chart before we start reading our text today. And here in the prophecy chart, again, we have the rapture of the church. I believe that happened at the end of Revelation chapter 3, because in Revelation chapter 4, no more mention of the church. The rapture of the church is written about in several other places in the scripture. The church age ends. And then we have a signing of a seven-year peace treaty by one the Bible describes as the Antichrist. This will seem like the answer. Someone has finally achieved peace in the Middle East. Well, guess what? It's not real. It's not real. And then we have these judgments, the seal judgment, the trumpet judgment, the bowl judgment. All of them are tied in with a scroll that we're going to read about today that has seven seals. Each of those seals is a judgment of God. The seventh seal opens up the trumpet judgments, and the seventh trumpet judgment opens up the vial or the bowl judgment. So we're going to see these unfolding in Revelation chapter 6 on. These judgments of God, we call this the tribulation period. Then we come to, after all of these things conclude, Christ returns We have this 1,000 years where peace and righteousness will reign on this planet. So that's what this chapter is going to picture. It's going to point to as we study Revelation chapter 5. Now remember the throne room scene that this is transitioning to. From chapter 4, we read about the scene in heaven with the 24 elders sitting there. The throne of God the Father, bright translucent, a full circle rainbow, the colors of gems, the seven spirits of God or the sevenfold manifestation of the spirit of God as fire, the four creatures that are bringing worship, representing all of creation, this incredible scene that mirrors the tabernacle and the temple. So this is what we're coming from. This is still the scene that we're in as we go now to Revelation chapter 5. And I saw in the right hand of him, now remember who's on the throne, this is God the Father. 
In his right hand, that sat on the throne, a book. This is a Greek word, biblios. Biblios can mean a book, like we have books. They call these codex. When you take the pages and you bind them, and we can open them, it's a lot easier than the way they used to do it, which was scrolls. I like scrolls. Scrolls are kind of cool. Some of you don't even have books anymore. You read everything on a device. There's a problem with that. You don't hear pages turning. You don't smell the musty smell of pages. You say, are you really that old-fashioned? I guess I am. I mean, I have tablets and computers, and I do most of my study on computers because I can carry all my books. I have a library of thousands of books. These are big commentaries, and they can all fit on a small computer. I could take it anywhere in the world. I love that, but I still love the idea of a book, and I probably would have rather use a scroll, right? But this is likely a scroll. So when we read this, let's think about this scroll with seven seals. And it says, back to verse one of Revelation chapter five, within and on the backside, it was written. In other words, this thing was full. There was no more room to write anything else on this document. This was full of writing. If you want to learn more about the Bible's end time prophecies, In Grace and Pastor Jim Scudder have great resources that will help you. First, we have a large prophecy chart that we will send you absolutely free. And when you give a gift of any amount, you'll also receive our eight-part video series, Armageddon's Dawn, filmed in Israel. This series will give you a visual experience that will transport you to the very places mentioned in Revelation. We also would like to send you Pastor Jim's entire 43-sermon audio series, Armageddon's Dawn, on CD or MP3 for gifts of $30. Don't miss out on this opportunity to enrich your understanding of biblical prophecy. Contact In Grace today at 800-78-GRACE. That's 800-78-GRACE. Visit our website at ingraceradio.com or write to In Grace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Get your free prophecy chart and unlock the secrets of the end times today. Even before we existed, there's a book about you. I wonder what that book is going to say. Well, I hope that you have received the Lord Jesus Christ as your only hope. And that means the last chapter is a victorious chapter. How many of you like to turn to the last chapter of a book? You like to read the end first. I do too. What I sometimes do is I just read the the back cover, and then I write the book report when I was in school. (laughs) It actually works. Somehow I made it. Back to Revelation chapter 5, and this is not that book. This is, uh, uh, I believe, the title deed to the world. This scroll, this biblios, this this document in the right hand of Almighty God. It's full. There's nothing else to be added. All we need now is someone to be able to open it. It's sealed with seven seals. Remember the word, the number seven is very important in Scripture. It's not an accident that this has seven seals. It's the number of completion. We're going to see it throughout Revelation. And I saw, verse 2, a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, 
you can only let your imagination picture a strong angel. You know, we usually think of someone that's muscular and, and uh, toned, right? Strong. I can't even imagine what this must have looked like, but John saw it with his eyes. And I'm hoping that as we go through Revelation, you're, you're using all of your senses. You'll be able to, to see things and feel things and maybe even smell things because some of these judgments involve the, the wrath of God and, and fire and brimstone. People accuse preachers that are old-fashioned of uh, preaching fire and brimstone. Well, it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. So I hope you can smell even some of these judgments that are coming upon the earth. A strong angel proclaimed with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book? Who is worthy to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. Man, this is terrible. This is a significant document. This document needs to be opened. Is there ever going to be the end to the violence and, and, and the, the sin in this world? Will it ever come to an end? It will not unless this document can be opened. Is there anyone worthy? And they looked everywhere, and they didn't find anyone worthy. And this did something to John, the apostle that was in exile in the island of Patmos. And this did something to him, for it says in verse 4, I wept much. Because if there is no one that can open this, we have no hope. There's no future. It is bleak. It is something we should all weep about. And he wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. What a sad, depressing scene in heaven. Do you know that in ancient times, when someone wrote out their will, they would seal that scroll with seven seals. And to open that will, you had to have at least four of the seven people that were witnesses that this is a legitimate document. And if you didn't find those witnesses that could open their seal, then the document would not be accepted. And here we have a seven-sealed title deed to this world. Each one, as it's opened, will begin to pour upon the world the wrath that the world deserves. All of these things coming to a conclusion at the end of the tribulation when Jesus comes back. Sin is finally put down. Rebellion is finally put down. The curse of sin is finally put away. Think about that. Think about that. The, the glories of eternity once sin and rebellion is dealt with. And think about it in our own lives. You say, well, I'm not that bad, but we are. We are. We don't respond the way we should to our wives or to our children or to our, our friends all the time. And, and we are all fallen and there's got to be a solution. But if no one can open this book, then there is no future. 
Oh, I hope someone is found. I hope that we mourn that, that all through the earth no one has been found to this point. Who is worthy? Who can establish justice and righteousness on this earth? The Democrats? The Republicans? President Obama? President Trump? I know, the United Nations. Who is worthy? Stand aside, Adam, for you have blown it and you are not worthy to open this book. Stand aside, children of Adam, for you are not worthy to open this book. There's no one that is found worthy to establish justice and righteousness on this earth. Oh, the weight of this. The one that can rule must also be one that has redeemed. The sovereign must be also a savior. Only one equal to God can open this book. Romans 8.22 tells us that the creation is groaning and travailing in pain until now. Even the creation is mourning the fact that we need a righteous ruler. And no one was found. And then we get to Revelation 5, verse 5. And this is awesome. One of the elders saith unto me, this is to John, weep not. Oh, those are wonderful words. When you're in anguish and when you're full of tears, and someone puts their arm around you and says, it'll be okay. You can stop crying. Why? Because the lamb, verse 5, it says, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. In other words, we found someone. We found someone that is worthy, someone that can open this book, and it's the lion of the tribe of Judah. A lion. What is this lion of the tribe of Judah? Well, as we often do when we're going through the Bible, we're in the last book of the Bible, we need to go back to the first book of the Bible. You see how the whole Bible is unified? You can't just separate it. You, you can't say Genesis is hyperbole. Genesis is history. So when we go back to Genesis chapter 49, what do we find out about the lion of the tribe of Judah? And we'll pause right there, pick that up again tomorrow to learn about the lion of the tribe of Judah. Of course, we know this is Jesus, the lion, the lamb, and the Lord. Just before we go, let me mention the prophecy chart. I mentioned it at the beginning, but I really enjoy being able to see the whole panorama of end times prophecy all on one chart. We've developed a chart for you so that you can do this. We can send it to you. You can also download it for free off our website. This is absolutely free. This is my thank you for listening 
You can call us at 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, or go to ingraceradio.com. There you can uh, print it out. You can save it on your smart device. Uh, You can ask for us to mail you one. We'll do that. Uh, Also, when you contact us, look for the Armageddon's Dawn eight-part video series. We've got great Bible prophecy teachers. I'm teaching from Jerusalem. We have got uh, great video and imagery that will really help you understand Revelation and the end times. And that's for your gift of any amount. So call us today, 1-800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Again, 1-800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Now, if you really want to get into this, let me recommend our Armageddon's Dawn audio CD series. There's 43 messages. You can find out about that when you go to our website. Are you ready for an end times journey of biblical proportions? Get the stunning Armageddon's Dawn prophecy chart for free. Or give any amount and receive the incredible Armageddon's Dawn eight-part video series. Plus, you can order the 43-part audio preaching series. Contact InGrace today at 800-78-GRACE, ingraceradio.com, or write to InGrace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.